What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copon. It's June 18, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 40. In this episode, I'll be talking about the benefits of yoga and the importance of hydration. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Let's start off this week with some day-to-day activities that I did. Because my week was actually pretty busy trying to balance out and divide my time between work and extracurricular activities. So was it just on last week's episode that I mentioned that Ontario is back to reopening? Well, this week ended up being pretty busy because of that, actually. It started out on, I think, the Saturday? Oh, Oh, wait, no, it's actually the Sunday then. Okay, so, okay, let me talk about Sunday first. I ended up playing softball with some people I've known from elementary school, and we played softball a few years ago when I was on the team, but also a few years ago I decided to stop playing because my work schedule got too crazy and it was pointless for me to pay the league fee and barely be able to play in the game, so for the past few years I've just been a substitute and I basically I just play if they need an extra person. Well, they had a practice uh, on the weekends, and since we're able to start actually gathering around outside with some friends, I decided to head over to the park. And when I was pulling up to the field, man, I had so much nostalgia. Now, I played baseball when I was a kid, up to some years in high school, but I had no idea where I was driving to until I exited off the highway, which was around Aaron Mills Town Center, if you live in Mississauga. Well, when I got off the highway, I looked at the GPS, and I realized that we were going to be practicing at my home baseball field back in the day. I spent hundreds of hours at this field growing up, and man, those were good times. I even broke or fractured my elbow at that field once, getting hit by a pitch, (laughs) and I had to wear a cast for a week, but still, those were still good times. So it felt pretty surreal being back at the diamond. So we just basically had batting practice, and I'm not going to lie, I crushed some bombs that day. And that's something I couldn't do when I was younger, because I was never really a good hitter when I was growing up. And I'm still not, but I mean, it's softball, and underhand tosses are pretty easy for most people to hit. But yeah, that was a good time. It was also really hot that day, so when we hit the two-hour mark, we decided it was time to call that a good day and call off practice after that. So that was pretty cool. That was Sunday. So the day before that, on Saturday, I actually got to see some family. We just hung out outside at a playground because my uncles now have kids who are growing up. There's two little ones now, almost three and two years old. 
So that was great getting to see them. We had some pizza, and over time they both started to get more chatty and eventually weren't scared to be around me, so that was good. I think it's almost been a year since I've got to see them all, so that was another great day of just hanging out and catching up. And then on Monday, I got to see even more of my family, again outdoors. I drove about an hour and a half to Uxbridge to hang out with some more of my family. We played some basketball, hung around the backyard pool, although the pool wasn't ready since it rained a little bit, since it wasn't so crazy hot outside, so we just hung out outside and caught up a little bit. We had some food, I had dessert, sushi, some burgers, so again, it was a great time and basically lasted the whole day. I remember after that one, I was so tired that night, I was I was in bed probably 730 because I was just so exhausted from the whole day. I'm usually the one at the party playing with the kids, just running around, watching them play some virtual reality boxing. I played some ping pong in the back too. Overall, that was a good day. And the rest of the week was just working out at home still, and I had some clients where I had to leave the house to train, but that was a more exciting week than it has been with the pandemic slowly coming to an end, hopefully. And I should be getting my second dose before the end of the month, or at least early July, so that's even more good news. So now I just need the gyms to open up, and then my life will be complete again. So let's move on to sports, some playoff hockey coverage. I actually can't believe the Montreal Canadiens made it to the Western Conference Finals still, but they're now playing Vegas. I think I even saw on Instagram that someone posted a picture of a fan in a Canadian's jersey saying like, You're Canada's team, we're all behind you. Yeah, I don't think so. That series is now tied 1-1 to since Montreal actually won the last game. I don't really like any of the teams left in the playoffs, but I'll be happy if Montreal loses that series. Now the other series, Tampa Bay vs. the Islanders... That game last night was pretty fun to watch, Thursday night, and Tampa Bay ended up winning that one in a close game. They won 2-1, and they're now leading the series 2-1. Tampa Bay just has so much offensive power, and they have one of the best goalies in the league, so they're going to be hard to stop. And on to basketball, and honestly, I haven't been watching much, but I watch the highlights after the games all the time, and all the series are actually pretty close. Now that Kyrie got hurt in Game 3 or something, the Bucks actually managed to tie up the series a few days ago. It was 2-2. Two two. And then Kevin Durant, who's coming off the Achilles injury, put on an absolute masterpiece in Game 5, which was a few nights ago. He had 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. Just a monster. Harden uh, also played that game, coming off a hamstring injury and and played, I think, 46 minutes. But Durant, he played the whole game, 48 minutes, which is unbelievable coming off that injury. You literally cannot guard him. You just have to hope he misses. In Game 6, the Bucks did end up winning that one behind some strong performances from Chris Middleton and Giannis. So there's going to be a Game 7, and that's going to be tomorrow, I think. Well, it'll be the sometime this weekend. It's probably tomorrow, though, Saturday. The other series in the East, Atlanta versus Philadelphia, going into Game 5, the series was tied 2-2, to 
and Philly was at home leading by over 20 points. I think it was even 25 or 26 points at one point in the third quarter. Long story short, Atlanta battled back and rallied behind Ben Simmons' horrible free throw shooting. He shot 4 for 14 from the free throw line and there was this guy in the crowd who was like trying to fix his form. It was hilarious. And even Embiid actually missed two clutch free throws with, I don't know how many, I think it was 10 seconds left. Anyways, Atlanta ended up winning and coming back from 26 or 25 down and ended up winning by three. Huge comeback. And then Philly got booed off the floor. That was so embarrassing. How many years has Simmons been in the league and he still can't hit a three or even an open two-point jumper? And he's shooting less than 40% from the free throw line during the playoffs, which is just, oh my god, that's just embarrassing, seriously. The Clippers series has been pretty exciting though. Kawhi had this monstrous dunk over Derek Favors in Game 4. They won that one, but then he missed Game 5, so it kind of feels like Utah has their ticket back into the West Finals since the Clippers are losing their best player. But the Clippers actually ended up winning Game 5 behind Paul George's huge performance. So now the Clippers are up in that series 3-2. Getting back to Kawhi actually, he injured his ACL. So that could mean he actually could miss months uh, depending on how severe that is or how bad the injury actually is. Like I don't know if he tore his ACL or if it's just a partial tear. Or maybe it is somewhere online at this point now, whatever the specifics of his injury are. But I just heard that he injured his ACL, so he's out indefinitely. And this could mean that Phoenix could actually make the finals this year, which would be a shocker, I think, at least when the season first started. But they've actually come together as a team with the help of Chris Paul and Devin Booker just lighting it up in his first playoff run. I mean, I had Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton on my fantasy team, so I know what they're capable of, but I think they've even stepped it up during the playoffs. And the NBA finally announced Rookie of the Year, and LaMelo Ball won. I don't think I agree with that one. I think it should have been Anthony Edwards with the way he was playing after the All-Star break. That and the fact that LaMelo was injured for a few weeks, like, come on, man. But anyways, like I said earlier, the NBA season, well, at least this year, has been full of so many injuries, especially in this year's playoffs. I can't remember a time where so many of the stars got injured during playoffs and actually missed time. Usually, they'll just gut out any injuries they have, but this year was different. On to some baseball, which I rarely talk about. A player from the Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., son of former player Vladimir Guerrero, obviously. Man, he's tearing up the league right now. I think he has 22 home runs now. Fastest in Blue Jays history to get to 20 home runs, and he's leading the league right now. He's on a hot streak and has a nice-looking swing with some serious power behind it. He's actually leading the league in the MVP race, even though it's still pretty early in the season. But Shohei Otani has also been having a crazy good season. And the fact that he's such a good hitter and one of the top pitchers in the league is just crazy to see in today's world and today's MLB. Alright, on to gaming, the last topic. And E3 was this week. I was really looking forward to Square Enix's announcement, which was on Sunday. 
I think since they were rumored to be doing something with Final Fantasy Origin, well, that actually did happen. They showed off a Team Ninja game called Stranger of Paradise, and honestly, that trailer turned out to be pretty underwhelming. I don't know if I like the current look or current state of the game. The characters just look pretty bland, and the gameplay from the trailer just seemed alright. Feels like it could get repetitive with the way the moves look, and the dialogue was subpar at best. They kept mentioning chaos, I don't even understand. It's still in early development though, and things could change, but I was pretty upset that I was hyping myself up for that one, and then was pretty let down. But, I also played the demo for the game, and that was actually, it was actually pretty good. There's some graphical issues to figure out, but the combat actually seems pretty promising and actually gave me very different impressions from the trailer, which probably could have been done better. Apparently, the developers, Team Ninja, they're known to change things up in their games according to what they hear from the users. And at the end of the demo, there was actually a little survey to fill out. So I guess this one could be actually something to look forward to. Who knows? I mean, it's pretty interesting for the franchise itself, because it's a step in a new direction, but we'll see how that shapes up over the next few months. Other than that, they didn't announce any Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two news, no Final Fantasy XVI news, and not even any new Forspoken gameplay, so again, that was pretty disappointing. Apparently, though, we'll see more Forspoken stuff whenever Sony does their own little conference or whatever in the coming weeks. And Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade actually came out last week, and so did the new DLC or new chapters called Intermission, but I only got to, around to playing it this week. And I ended up buying that extra content that was almost $30 just to play Yuffie and do her chapter and get me more hyped for whenever part 2 does come out. And I paid all that money just to spend nearly 8 hours finishing those little 2 chapters. It was fun while it lasted. And over the next week or so, if I have time, I'm going to do the hard mode of that and hopefully be able to finally finish the game 100% and finally get that platinum trophy that literally means nothing, but still feels like an accomplishment in my head, or at least my online presence. Again, that game brought me so much nostalgia too. Seeing Yuffie, actually pronounced Yuffie apparently, <laughs> and Cloud and the crew just brings a tear to my eye every time. And the way that they made the Fort Condor battles in this game were also pretty great. But I don't want to bore the listeners with any more gamer stuff, at least for this week. Topic 1. What are the benefits of doing yoga? This is something I've been practicing more and more each week. So last year I was all about mobility when they shut down the gyms in March. And now the gyms still aren't open here in Canada. Well, most of them aren't, but I've heard of some gyms actually being open, but I won't snitch. But yeah, the gyms aren't open where I am, so... I've still been doing my mobility drills, but that's been a stable for a long time now, so it's just something I do every day without even really thinking about it. But yoga is actually something new that I've added to my routine. It's not my first time ever doing it. I've done it in the past, but I've never been on a regular routine. 
This year, though, I've decided to add in some yoga practice. It's another activity I can do in my backyard while I enjoy the outdoors and fresh air. And it's also another activity that you can do while watching shows if you just can't stop watching reruns on Netflix. And you can do that while doing yoga instead of just being inside and not moving all day. You just gotta move and do something sometimes. Since I've been recovering from my shoulder dislocation, and since the gyms aren't open, I've had to challenge my body in different ways, as opposed to when I used to just be all about going into the gym and lifting as heavy as possible. And I'll get back to that lifestyle one day, but right now I'm spending a lot of time recovering and rebuilding to where I once was. And I'll still be continuing that when the gyms do open up since I have to make sure that my shoulder mobility is where it needs to be before I start adding weight to my bench press or something. So, why I started doing yoga, or adding it into my weekly routine, is because it can improve strength and build muscle. If you've been pretty sedentary or not moving for the past few months, this could be great to add into your life. Me personally, I had to take four weeks off completely doing any kind of exercise because of my shoulder, and yoga can help anyone start to get into doing exercise and just moving in general. If you haven't been moving, all you need to do is start moving, and yoga could be a great way to do that. Depending on the routine, there's going to be difficult poses to do, and that'll build strength and muscle because it's challenging. When it comes to building muscle, it's more than just curling a weight up and down, constantly flexing and stretching the muscle. Yeah, that's the common way to do it, but those isolation holds and poses where you're trying to balance on one foot or something, like something that's pretty simple like a tree pose or something more advanced like a warrior two or three or whatever. And that's been proven really. If done properly, yoga can strengthen, balance, and even improve your flexibility depending on the routine. So when it came to recovering my shoulder and getting it back to normal, The fact that I used yoga probably sped up the process and I recovered the right way. I had so many people tell me that my shoulder won't be back to normal, you're not going to be able to lift again, or they tell me they know somebody who dislocated their shoulder and it still hurts them at times or it even pops out sometimes. And yeah, realistically, I am more prone to dislocating the shoulder again, my left shoulder, and it may not be 100% again, but... Honestly, I'm trying to get it to as close as 99%. I mean, I'm trying to get it there. But all that nonsense about how you can't move the same way again, they're greatly exaggerated by people who just get injured and decide not to rehab their injuries in any kind of way. And with yoga, that can help you recover properly because there can be movements that you'll do that'll be challenging for your muscles in other ways besides just pure strength, like balance and stabilization. If you look at athletes who have that benefit of having personal trainers or a staff that helps them recover from their own injuries, when they recover, they look pretty much the same as they did before their injury, and that's due to hard work, and those trainers are probably giving them the right dose of exercise. So if you recover properly, you should be able to get back to wherever you were before. And I used yoga to improve my shoulder strength. At least that was part of it. 
So if you're planning on starting out, it would be a good idea to do easier yoga routines. And then if you're feeling up for it, um, or maybe you start to get a little bit bored with the easy movements, then that could be a sign to, or a time to ramp up the intensity and find a routine that's a little bit harder. That's the way you should be approaching any kind of training, really. Make sure it's easy first, get the form down, and then increase the intensity slowly. And I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, but I used yoga to improve my shoulder strength. I did moves like down and upward dog uh, to start, which were easier movements. But when you're recovering from an injury, uh, those are actually pretty difficult movements. And then eventually I worked myself up to crow pose, and that's been improving over the past few weeks. It's nowhere near perfect, but I can hold myself up for a few seconds. The crow pose is that one where you're on your hands and you put your knees like on the back of your elbows and you kind of just lift yourself using your shoulders really in your hands. And I could feel myself making that progress week by week and that's how I knew that it was improving. At this point I was also measuring if my shoulder range of motion was improving as well because my goal at that point was to eventually get back to shoulder pressing. And that worked, and I'm able to shoulder press again now because of the mini or tiny little steps that I took to get here, and yoga turned out to be great when it came to rehabbing my injury. And yoga could actually also relieve some pain you had. Like I said, yoga strengthened my shoulder in all kinds of ways. At first, it was difficult to put on a shirt when I first got injured, and that became easier after about three to four weeks. But after that, I was still having this nagging pain every now and then if I managed to overextend my shoulder over my head or if it was behind my body. Well, because of those some well, because of some of those yoga movements I did, I was able to extend my range of motion. And now that pain isn't happening as often as it did before. Or if it does happen, it's not as painful. And that's because of some of those yoga positions where you're challenging that range of motion. Doing certain yoga movements, there's plenty of positions where you strengthen your shoulder by doing lifts. I mentioned the crow earlier, or even just isolation and stabilizing moves and exercises. And the same thing can really be done for any pain you have throughout your body. Think about something like back pain. Again, that can be relieved by doing certain yoga moves and poses like a cat-cow or a cobra pose, depending on what kind of back pain you're experiencing. When it comes to doing yoga, yoga can be really flexible, pun intended, and yoga can be anything you want it to be. Yoga can be strength building, since it involves difficult movements and sometimes calisthenics as well. But like I said, it can also be relaxing and meditative at times, depending on exactly what the routine is. Now, I don't do the same routine every day, but... I cycle between three different intensities of yoga routines depending on how my body's feeling or just how busy life is that day. If there's a day where I've been active, maybe I've played basketball and or tennis that day, or trained a bunch of clients in person, maybe outdoors, that might mean my yoga sessions are more on the low intensity side where I can just relax and just flow through the movements without being too difficult. Those are the times where you can just do an easier routine, but 
could be a good way to get a full body workout, even if it's just more of a mobility or flexibility routine. Then on days where I don't have to go out much, or maybe I take less than 5,000 steps a day, then I'll do something more intense where I'm challenging my strength and my balance. On those days where I am busy, I'll do a lower intensity yoga routine. And that's meant to relieve stress, and that's when you can use it in a meditative way. When you're doing yoga, part of it is to relax, be mindful of your breath, be calm and flow into movement slowly. Then it becomes more of a meditative practice where you can just be focusing on the way your body moves. You're no longer thinking about work or kids or whatever stress. You're focused on doing movements to the best of your ability. And maybe some calming music will help you get into this kind of zone as well. And remember that yoga is exercise. And with exercise, that could mean an increase in energy throughout the day. Could mean improved performance and strength. You could lose weight, increase your flexibility. And since it is exercise, it's going to benefit your heart health because you're actually active and actually doing something. And I'm sorry that I had to mention my shoulder so many times, but it was just to highlight the fact that I know it helps because I've personally experienced it with myself as opposed to just with my clients. Yoga can help anyone regardless of your fitness level. Topic 2. The Importance of Hydration This one is especially important now that it's starting to get hot outside. Even in Canada, we're starting to reach temperatures in the upper 20 degrees Celsius consistently, so that's above 85 Fahrenheit for you Americans out there. And hydration is super important when it comes to staying healthy and living optimally. Your body is made up of around 70% water, and pretty much all of your organs actually function and use water to work properly. How much water you should drink, though, on the daily depends on the type of person. It's not like one recommendation is going to be the best for everyone. But 80% of actually the human population underdrink the amount of water that we should be, so chances are you should be drinking more water. 11 cups for women and 16 cups for men is around what you should be doing, which seems like a lot, but remember that Water comes from all different sources. It's in foods and fruits and vegetables and in other liquid drinks as well. So it's not like you just need to focus on drinking water or just normal water all the time. In episode 27, I mentioned how drinking water can help you lose weight. And that's, of course, one of the benefits when it comes to staying hydrated. Hydration is also important to keep your joints lubricated, which is going to be useful all the time and especially during exercise. Staying hydrated also regulates your body temperature and could improve things like your mood and sleep. I mentioned this probably more than once, but I've even noticed that I feel stronger in my workouts when I get an adequate amount of water before my workouts and making sure to drink water during workouts as well. And of course, you're going to drink water during your workouts. I mean, you should be. But drinking water beforehand, I didn't even think that it would make much of a difference, but it actually made a pretty big difference for me when I was training in the U.S. Obviously, during exercise, hydration is necessary. 
This is going to be even helpful if you're someone who sweats a lot. If you're sweating, that's your body losing water, and if you lose too much water, you can become dehydrated. When it comes to hydration though, that doesn't just mean water, like I said. Electrolytes and carbs are also fuel when it comes to your energy, and sometimes when you're really dehydrated or exercising really hard, or maybe you're uh, hungover, you may need electrolytes like sodium or potassium and chloride. This is why sports drinks became so popular. I mean, yeah, they taste good, but during high-intensity workouts and if you're doing sports, that sugar in there and the electrolytes in a Gatorade or a Powerade are actually going to give you more energy and could give you that balance that you need when it comes to your body being hydrated. One of my clients actually got a seizure from overhydration. At least that's one of the things that she told me before we started working together. So watch out for that. Some signs you might notice are lightheadedness, dizziness, maybe a headache, and possibly things like cramps and fatigue as well. A good sign that you're hydrated well enough is if your urine is a lighter shade of yellow. If it's dark, then that's a good sign that you probably should be consuming more fluids however you want to do that. Staying hydrated could even lead to an increase in energy levels throughout the day. I already said earlier that your organs are made up of and use the chemicals in water to function to the best of their ability. There's been studies showing that just losing some weight during exercise, like I told you could happen through sweating, um, that could actually lead to concentration issues and could even affect your mood a little bit as well. I know for me, and this might be a little bit too much information for listeners of this podcast, but... I have to mention it. Water could also relieve constipation. You might have noticed this yourself, that it's easier to do number two when you're properly hydrated. I know it makes a difference for me. When I'm properly hydrated, things will just flow out properly without any straining. So yeah, it helps with that and can also help if you're someone who has kidney stones as well. And that really just works because a higher fluid intake will help dilute those minerals that form the stones. Now, it might not be a cure, but it's something that could reduce your chances of developing kidney stones in the future. So there you have it. If you haven't been drinking enough water or getting enough fluids in, and your pee is a darker shade of yellow, then try increasing that slowly as a first step. You may notice a few of the things I mentioned today, like increased performance in the gym, more focus when doing work, more concentration, increased energy levels, and easier bowel movements, which is always a thing to strive for as you get older. And remember that you can get water and fluids from foods as well, like fruits and vegetables, so an increase in those will help as well, not to mention the added fiber intake there too. And that concludes episode 40 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. 
And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about how stress could lead to weight gain and what to do about tight hips.